0: Welcome to Language and Culture with Dr. J. I am Dr. J. This is a podcast about language, culture, and identity, and how these affect all areas of work and life. My guests range from politicians to artists, scientists, educators, students. I conduct interviews in English, French, German, Hungarian, and Spanish. You are now listening to an episode in English. The podcast also includes two new segments. On the one hand, Dr. J's Soapbox, in which I briefly share with you thoughts that are just itching to be out there. And on the other hand, a segment called Kids Ask, in which children from around the world have the chance to ask my guests a question. The podcast is brought to you by Coutureum.com in affiliation with Quadel Books and Events. For more information about the podcast and about us, as well as for teaching resources and study guides to the episodes, please visit our website, That's www.cultureum.com. That's wwwc mcom You can also find me on our social media channels with the handle or hashtag drjpodcast. So don't forget to follow me on Facebook and Instagram for all the latest news and updates. I'd like to welcome Theo Karagak. Theo, would you mind just real quick introducing yourself? Where are you from? What are you doing?
1: Of course. So uh, my name is Theo Karagach, But everyone is calling me Theo. I'm 19 years old. And I'm currently living in Hamburg, Germany.
0: Okay, but tell us a little bit about who you are and about your background.
1: All right. So my my parents actually come from Turkey. So my grandparents were the first generation who came to Germany after the Second World War, and so I, I was born in Batcığa Bag in, in Schleswig Holstein. And I uh, spent most of my childhood growing up in a small village, um, going to primary school, having lots of friends. But then at the age of 11, because of my father's job, um, he was working at a company, Totai, uh, we moved to Berlin. And so starting from uh, fifth grade, I spent my adolescence in Berlin, graduating there. And after graduation, I uh, moved back to the north, to Hamburg, because I was uh, really in love with, with the city in the first place, having been here a few times. But um, in 10th grade, like the second half of 10th grade, I did a student exchange to, to the United States with Ayusa. And I spent a little over half a year in Jacksonville, up north in Florida, uh, with a lovely host mother. And with me at the time was another exchange student uh, from France, from Paris. I had a lovely time exploring the culture in the US as well.
0: Oh wow, that's really interesting. That's that's not the typical host family, is it?
1: No, not at all. When I first applied at, at Ayusa, I wasn't really open at that time. So I thought that a traditional family in that sense would be better for me to feel more comfortable in a in a foreign country. But after I had heard that, um my my host mother was involved in a theater, I thought, why not give it a chance? And it ended up being a very good choice because she's just very lovely and loving, um, loving woman. So I think it was a very good choice.
0: Okay, so tell us a little bit about your exchange in Florida.
1: So I arrived uh, in May December. So it was actually right before before Christmas. And I mean, the, the first thing uh, my host mother did Uh, Right when I came was to throw me in the first show because she was actually the president of a small community theater in, in the US generally there are quite a lot of theaters from different sizes and different professional levels and she was the president of a small community theater with around 100 100 seats so very professional in my opinion. And then um, the musical they did at the time was Kiss Me Kate. And so she threw me uh, right into the ensemble in order for me to not feel homesick. And from there, I did another musical West Side Story during that stay. And when I visited the year after, I did another musical Grease. So that was quite a nice experience for someone like me who is very passionate about musical theater and acting, singing and stuff. So that was very nice. And other than that, considering that we were just the three of us in the household, um, it was pretty quiet for for most of the weekdays. We didn't even go to a normal high school in that sense. We also went to a smaller charter school. So during the weekdays, I mean, my host brother would go to, to high school for around until 1 or 2 p.m. And then we would return, have lunch normally all on our own. So that's also something to consider. So the fact that when well, she wasn't a traditional host family, we didn't really have a lunch or dinner together. So we would normally eat on our own. She would, have, she would provide a lot of food for us, but we would still um, go over to her room, maybe watch a movie and talk. So we still did that. But normally in the evening, we would go to the theater in order to have rehearsals, or she would have a board meeting, or I mean, a show usually is performed from Fridays to, to Sundays, so Friday, Saturday, it's going to be um, an evening show, and then Sunday matinee, uh, and that's how I spent most of my days, going to rehearsals. Obviously, I made a lot of friends in theater and at school, so I would meet up with them uh, from time to time, going going to malls, enjoying enjoying life, pretty much.
0: And how was your, your host brother as well? He was from France. Was he the same age as you?
1: Oh uh, Yeah, he was just half a year older than me. He arrived half a year earlier than me as well. So he was doing a whole exchange here where I was doing a little bit more than half a year. So he already ha- made uh, some experiences and friends that I had. And so he was a very nice help uh, right from the start in order to, for me to adjust uh, more quickly. And we got along very well. I mean, he was also very passionate about, about musical theater. Um, obviously, I could practice some, some French with him. And we would, we would oftentimes play some cards. And when we had the same classes, we'd always always do some, some group work together. So we, we got along pretty well, fortunately,
0: yeah. But had she sort of, quote-unquote, recruited people who wanted or students who were interested in theater?
1: Uh, she actually does or or did so when one of the exchange students happens to write that in his in his resume or in his in his uh, profile, then Ayusa will at least let my host mother know, and then she will decide if that host if that host child matches with her um, housing conditions and stuff. But usually, you, you can say yeah, she does like to recruit ongoing or passionate artists for for the theater.
0: But professionally, she didn't work for the theater.
1: No, so she's already um, past past her fifties, and she does have some some nerve damage, actually, which which makes her disabled too. So that's another interesting interesting fact to mention. So she wasn't working anymore. So her only free time job was was going to the theater, maybe participating or um, directing a show but she did used to work at in the bank. So she was like a bank manager.
0: Wow, that's amazing. So is she still doing this? Did she and, and did she have exchange uh, students before and after you?
1: Um, she did have exchange students after us, but the two of us were actually the first exchange huh. students for her too. What I believe is that, considering that she doesn't have any own children, I think it was really in her interest to get in touch with the youth of now to kind of maybe not feel as lonely anymore. So um, I think considering the fact that uh, she has taken more exchange students after us uh, shows that she feels very comfortable having having youth or or young adults um, around her.
0: And are you still in touch?
1: Of course. So uh, we're still in touch. Uh, We do a FaceTime from from time to time updating us about our lives um, she obviously wants me to come back very dearly so I can participate in in other shows or or help her out so even though we don't have time while, while I'm going while I'm going to school we won't always have time to talk very long but if we do it's usually around two to three hours so <laughs> we have a lot a lot to talk about in general
0: Wow. Wow. So your English is so good. Did you learn it all in Florida or was your English already good beforehand?
1: I would say my English was pretty good beforehand because when I first came to the U.S., people would tell me that um, I had a very, uh, very light accent, that my English, English was actually pretty good. So I think I started learning English at school in third grade. So. I think just the fact that um, I've been learning it for quite a long time now, and that I'm also very interested in learning new languages, very keen to perfect my pronunciation. I think that's what really has helped me to to, 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 to have that this English level that I have right now.
0: Well, congratulations. It's, you have a very good level of English, very, very pleasant, <laughs> also very pleasant accent. So, so good Thank on you, you, as they say. We, we have a little bit of a, a delay, so I can't I can't hear your reaction. <laughs> it always comes about oh, three I, seconds later.
1: <laughs> I, I said, thank you very much.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. So what do you think you took out of the exchange? I mean, you had this amazing uh, host mother. You improved your English. What else did you take out of the exchange?
1: I think the exchange overall has has changed me quite a lot. I, got, I became way more confident and, and open than I was before. I was almost not doing this, this exchange because I was very dependent of my parents uh, taking decisions for me. I was a little bit insecure. I wasn't really the one at school who would always raise his hand, um, et cetera. So um, taking the decision to actually do this program took quite a lot of courage and, and strength. But after I came back, I just realized how much more open I became to different personalities at school, to um, to just throwing yourself into the cold water, being being spontaneous. (laughs) And um, after I came back, I did have a little bit of of homesickness towards the U.S. So obviously not everyone is as fortunate as, as me, maybe, to have such a loving host mother. But I I think if if I look back this exchange just just showed me how if you are brave enough to to do something something different then life will reward you. So um I'm just very very gr- grateful that I was able to to do this.
0: Mm-hmm. So you think you took confidence and and openness. What else? Let's let's go a little bit deeper with that.
1: Mm, so Maybe just, obviously, when it comes to theater itself, theater does take a lot of planning, a lot of commitment, because once you are cast in a show, you, you really have to to commit, learn your lines, learn your songs. And I, I didn't really do any musical theater before, before I, I went to the U.S., so it was very different for me to suddenly sing a solo in a, in a, in a, in a play uh, learn ballet or jazz, which i had never done before. I only did um, a little bit of hip hop uh, when I was a kid. So that took a lot of commitment to learn, and just that type of uh, the type of of holding together, like with all your uh, fellow actors, because in the end, it's it's the whole bunch of you who makes the show great, and not just single actor who may you may be cast as the lead. So that really gave me more confidence to try new things. And other than that, doing, doing different uh, field trips with my school, trying to always be open if, if people don't really know much about Germany, because it, it didn't happen that people were completely unaware where Germany was in Europe, if we had a president or not. So showing the patience to explain to people where you come from, not letting any Prejudice intimidate you, so I think that's that's what I mean with having having earned a bit of confidence.
0: Okay, and so so tell us about the the exchange itself. So how did Americans receive you, and what was your cul- or did you have culture shock? What was your perception of the U.S. when you went?
1: Well, I did have have a lot of culture shock because I'm not used to to people greeting you at the cash register helping you out with your groceries just the, the the whole the street being so open the the supermarkets being so extremely large I mean Walmart was was as large as as Disneyland <laughs> pretty much mm-hmm. it's just it's, it's humongous uh, you have everything you can find everyone and everything in that that store for sure. so that was that was quite the cultural shock and just people being more open, Speaking more open to you about about how they how they receive you. I mean, they were very kind about me being ex- an exchange student. Considering also that the school was was rather small. If, and I think if I went to a regular high school, then maybe people wouldn't have accepted me as much as as, as now. I mean, at least from what I've heard from other exchange friends um, who went to a regular high school, they had quite a bit of difficulties finding friends because they were they weren't as, as accepting as, as, the, as the friends I found at my charter school. So that's something um, that I realized. But generally speaking, I was very lucky that, that everyone was so open. I mean, just a month after I arrived, it was my birthday and it was around the midway, we were midway through um, Kiss Me Kate and they already had, had prepared me a very, very large cake with with the german hallo theo um, and they sang and they sang uh, happy birthday for me so i really can't expect everyone to have this warm of a welcome but i think i was very lucky in that sense
0: and how did how did people react to you outside of the school in stores or restaurants or you know at the mall people were actually
1: very nice. Maybe because uh, also they were expecting me to be to be American. But when I was with my host brother, they were actually quite interested. Let's say that they would ask where we where we came from, uh, where where um, our roots were. Considering that I don't look particularly German, they would be surprised that I was German. But telling them that I was Turkish maybe made a lot and a little bit more sense to them. But it was just. Generally speaking, just interest in in our culture and in our in our and where, where we came from. It wasn't really anything disinterest or intolerance. I think that we're very interested generally speaking.
0: Mm-hmm. What do you consider yourself? Do you consider yourself German of Turkish origin? Do you consider yourself German period? Do you consider yourself Turkish?' living in Germany?
1: Mm, that's a good question. Ooh. I think I would consider myself rather Turkish. But just because in my home, we would usually celebrate the Turkish uh, holidays, not not very much German ones. My friends, they they were mixed. My friends were both Turkish and German. So there was no preference there. But maybe it was even a mixed world. Maybe I I could say that I am. I consider myself equally German and Turkish because uh, at school here in Germany, um, I will be embraced with the German culture fully. There weren't many Turkish kids in my class. And during specific times of the year, you shall be Christmas or stuff, uh, we would always have special events for that. But then the complete contrary at home, I would just uh, mostly celebrate Turkish holidays, speak Turkish at home, talk to my to my relatives, in Turkish. So I can I, I don't think I have a pref I have I have a preference to any of those cultures. I think I would equally consider myself German and and Turkish.
0: So you spoke Turkish at home always you still do.
1: Yes, pretty much.
0: And what holidays did you celebrate for with your Turkish family?
1: So we have minor holidays like Kandil, which which is just specific days where uh, something significant happened in history. But the major holidays are first the the sugar fest. So the end of of the fasting season. The end of fasting season you have the sugar fest. So you you have that, and then you have the which German calls Apfa Fest. Which are both, generally speaking, called a Bayram. So the, those are uh, two major holidays that um, Turkish people are celebrating. But they they shift. They they're not always at the same time of year because of the moon calendar. So it's always it's always different each year. I think it it shifts ten days ahead every year. But on those holidays, we will always. I uh, visit my family here in Germany because my family on my father's side is living in Schleswig-Holstein, and then my uh, the family on my mother's side is living in Turkey. So we will phone call them and then visit my father's family. Maybe have have some some brunch or have some dinner together. Maybe do some grilling. Me have um, gather all together. Usually uh, we don't really give give out presents on those days. Um, um compared to maybe Christmas. Um, the elders will usually give you some sweets or uh, just plain money, and um, yeah, that's how we how we how we spend those major holidays.
0: And when is the sugar fest?
1: Uh, so it always shifts ten days ahead, but this year it should be mid May, I think.
0: Okay. And the second one, when when what is the second one?
1: That's in September or October, so towards the um, almost the same time period as Thanksgiving.
0: Ah, so it's like a type of ant and dunk.
1: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's the tradition say that uh, in Turkey, at least that you have to have a, a, a type of sacrifice. So uh, some families in Turkey will still, oh, how to say, um, slaughter an, an, an animal as, as a sacrifice and and eat it. So I don't, I don't know if it's, it's a cow or a sheep, but that's what the traditions say. Mm -hmm.
0: And so, so let's go back to, to your exchange. So in Germany, you consider yourself Turkish, German, maybe both uh, half and half um, or depending sort of maybe, maybe your private life is a little bit more Turkish and your public life is more German possibly, but how did you, what did you consider yourself in in the U S what, I ask you this question because, for example, for me in uh, in the U.S., it's very clear that I'm Hungarian, but Mm -hmm. it gets more complicated when I'm in Germany, because I think in Germany that I'm American. (laughs) (laughs) Because because it's just sort of. I don't know, I'm not completely sure why that is, but in the States where i can speak english and and i'm with my parents and everything and and i'm i feel very much at home i can be hungarian you know because there that's what is more pronounced because my parents and i still speak hungarian at home but when i'm in germany mm. then it's you know i speak english to my kids already and i i identify more with with the us you know sort of hungarian culture is col- is closer to german culture so you know what i mean so the my otherness mm-hmm. comes through more through the, the American culture. So, so I wonder how if, if you felt more German or Turkish or if, if that your perception of your own culture changed in the U.S.
1: Um, I do have to admit, even though I mentioned that I, I um, told some people that I was Turkish, I think it was just very, very few people. So generally speaking, I think I did consider myself rather German in the US. I don't know if I would still do it nowadays, but back then there was a slight fear of how people would react if I told them that that I was Turkish or even Muslim, because, well, Americans might still have have that that prejudice that that all Muslims are bad or, or Muslims are terrorists, you of course, the the adults um, will have more information and will be more um, more informed about about what's going on in the world. But those teens, they might just uh, re- rely on what history says or what they read online. So I did. I was a little bit hesitant to tell people, "Hey, I'm Turkish. So Turkish people are normally Muslim." I think there there was just just a slight fear. But every time. I did meet uh, someone else who was Turkish, should it be like the Uber driver or uh, someone who spoke um, Turkish in the store. Um, That was very rarely, but it did happen uh, just a few times. Um, I felt more, just a little bit more relaxed knowing that there are some Turkish people in the U.S.
0: (laughs) There are some Turkish people. <laughs> yes, it's funny. <laughs> so, so how is it for you to speak English and German and Turkish and you speak French as well? What are the differences? Do you speak any other languages?
1: Uh, yeah, I took uh, Italian for two years at school.
0: Okay. So how is it different for you each with each language?
1: Well, I think the language that's most different is actually Turkish because Uh, thinking about it, the grammar, the pronunciation is so much different. I mean, German and English, they will have some words that sound similar or have the same origin or at least the same type of grammar. But with Turkish, um, it's all about the endings in Turkish. So depending on which ending you use, it might be completely different. It might have some conjunction, different conjunction meanings. So English, German, French, and Italian do have uh, some things at least in common, but Turkish I think is the most different. And um, while uh, in Italian and German you do pronounce every syllable and also write that down, in Turkish there will be syllables that you don't pronounce when speaking. And so when it comes to writing, I do have, I do have some difficulties to read, to be honest.
0: Mm-hmm. And does one language feel closer to your heart, or are there? certain topics that you express in one way, one language and not in others, or that I that you feel more comfortable expressing in one language?
1: Um, I think even though I, I do feel comfortable speaking German, sometimes I do feel too that when speaking it fluently, it does sound just a little bit, just a little bit rough. Um, I think Turkish and English in that sense, or even French sound a little bit more um, lighter, a little bit more, it sounds it sounds nicer to my ear if you, if you ask me. So if if I if I'm speaking with my friends or if I'm speaking at, um if I'm speaking with my parents at home, I think I will speak either either Turkish at home or uh, sometimes we will just switch to to English with my friends. That's very funny, because I also think that English does have. Um, that cultural significance nowadays, especially with the teens, so sometimes we will just randomly switch to to English because it sounds nicer to our ears. I think, yeah, that's
0: interesting. So, so let's go back a little bit to the to, to your exchange. What surprised you the most about the U.S. or about Americans?
1: Mm, I think the thing that surprised me most about the U.S. Ooh, that that's that's hard. I think it's just, as I realized this, especially in school, people are not afraid to, to be different mostly. I mean, in schools, we, I had, we had all these different personalities. People were, were dressing so differently. I mean, we had some people who were dressed very casually, but some people who had um, all those colors in their hair, um, and the dyed hair, and then who were dressed very rocky, uh, in that sense people who who had all this jewelry i mean i think people were not afraid to to show that they were that they had different different beliefs different sexualities while here in germany in, in my in my school at least people were kind of what you would expect from the norm and um, no one was really trying to to dress significantly trying to attire, attire any attention or address address in in a way that, that would peer, peer the eye to them. I think in, in the U.S., I was just confronted with so many different personalities and and likes that it made me realize that maybe in German high schools, students might be a little bit afraid to to be different.
0: Do you think that maybe or would you say that the U.S., encourages individuality or promotes individuality more?
1: Uh, totally. I mean, if we look back to the history, just as, as a support, I mean, uh, America was found uh, on the beliefs of individuality, freedom, liberty. So I think America has achieved that, that level of, of, of openness for people to, to be who, who they are. I will not say that America is not fighting its own problems in society considering the anti-Asian hate or um, what uh, Black people do have to suffer from from time to time but then again you do have responses to that um, immediately if you look on Instagram if you look online so I will not say that American society is perfect but they are striving for that sense of, of individualism individualism
0: so, what surprised Americans the most about Germans or about Turkish people?
1: I think what most surprised them is, ooh, I think it's first of all that we don't have a president. That was that was that was uh, funny. Uh, everyone was thinking that every country has a president, but I was like, we do have a president, but he's not maybe in charge or as present. In media, as as um, the American president might be, we do have our Chancellor Angela Merkel. Then uh, people were surprised about the amount of, of food we had. Some t- somehow, when I mentioned that we we don't have, let's say, uh, this type of food or that type of food, they would be very surprised that Germany hasn't doesn't have such a huge variety of of food, or maybe. They were surprised that we were, we were taught, taught English even at school. They were thinking, considering that Americans usually don't learn second language except for maybe Spanish or French, they were surprised that German uh, schools uh, really um, encourage students to learn so many different languages, European languages, shall be French, English, Japanese, Spanish. So they were surprised that I was able to speak five languages in total.
0: Go back a little bit to the food. What you made, what the comment you made about food. What do you mean that German has such a limited range of food types?
1: What I mean is just maybe considering mostly the um, type of fast food, <laughs> because wow. because uh, the U.S. has so so much variety of different um, different fast foods, while while Germany, well, in Germany. The, the well-known fast food companies are McDonald's and Burger King or maybe Kentucky Fried Chicken. But Subway. America has Subway, uh, maybe even um, Five Guys, but that's it. So every time I was surprised about all these types of fast food, they were they were un- unbelieving that Germany only has these limited type but, of fast but, food.
0: But Germany has all the Asian places and has all the Duna places. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> That's true. I mean, you will barely find any uh, dudum or Turkish food in, in, in America.
0: Well, and also imbisses. you know, I mean, we have all these different imbis food, which are different. They're, they're smaller. They're not these big chains, but there is more of that type of fast food culture.
1: Yeah, very true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or, you know, if you, if you go to France and then there's these bistros and things like that, which are mm, faster food culture, but very different from fast food in the U.S., I guess.
1: True. I mean, you, the U.S. doesn't really have any type of bistros or imbises. They really rely, rely on, their, on their fast food.
0: Yeah, okay. So you're only 19 years old. Are you going to go on other exchanges?
1: I would love to. I mean, if I get the chance to do another exchange after the pandemic is is uh, more or less over, I would love to do another exchange. I mean, just I, I'm a type of person who loves to meet and loves to meet new people, who loves to throw himself into, into the cold water. So if I got the chance to do another exchange, mm, I think I would like to go to maybe... I think I would really like to explore Latin America. I don't know if there are many types of exchanges to Latin America, but I think it would be very, very interesting. Um, I don't, I have, my, my Spanish is not on, on, at its best, but if I decided to pick that up again, I think it would be very interesting to discover Latin America maybe.
0: Mm-hmm. So what are you studying now?
1: I'm studying uh, media and communication with a minor in educational studies. So in German, it would be Medien- um, und Kommunikationswissenschaften and Erziehungs- und Bildungswissenschaften.
0: Why not something with performing arts or performing theater? Um, theater.
1: <laughs> I would love to. And I, I did apply for some acting schools and musical for this upcoming summer semester. But I didn't pass. I didn't pass the the third round. So I actually did reach the second round. But the schools I applied to only took a very very limited uh, amount of, of people. So the musical school would only take three guys and three girls, so six people in total. And the acting schools only take uh, five guys and five girls. And also, I did have to like sh- sh- show them or send in a video. Um, with some some monologues or some songs and I'm not sure if I was really able to show off my talent actually considering that my housing I mean I do have I do live in a student apartment where there is like a rather large um, community room but I don't think maybe the acoustic was was good enough for me to show off my my talent so I didn't get in but I'm not uh, uh, discouraged I still want to I try to get in for the upcoming winter semester or maybe next summer semester because I do believe it will make a little bit of a difference if I get to show them my talent in person.
0: Mm -hmm. And so how would you combine those careers?
1: So I think media and communication isn't that far from acting because theater or uh, maybe TV is a type of, of media. So it just uh, media and communication is, is more about the analysis and the different types of, of creating media or giving giving media different types of, of categories. while obviously the performing type uh, type of studies really is, is, is focusing on 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 your voice, on your body, expressing yourself through art. So I think having this type of of background information with media and communication might be very helpful to maybe in the future if I get too old or if anything should prevent me from performing, it's going to be a good backup, which is not that far from what I'm actually passionate about. Mm
0: -hmm. So what would you say to students who are thinking about going on an exchange? What what advice would you have for them?
1: So uh, first of all, I definitely encourage everyone uh, to do a, a type of student exchange especially if you if you would consider yourself rather rather shy or or um, if you're not really open for for different type of types of environments I think it's going to really form your character in order to be to speak to strangers more openly, to maybe have different type of, of view on different cultures because I mean the news or, or uh, other exchange students coming to your school, they might tell you something about their country and their culture, but you will never know if, it, if it's true or if it's accurate, if you haven't experienced it yourself. So I would definitely encourage everyone to, to try out an exchange, should it be in, in high school or maybe while, while studying. I think it's really going to kind of make you more self-confident and um, more open to 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 the world.
0: Wonderful. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me.
1: Of course, you're very welcome.
0: And thank you all for listening. This is Dr. J signing out.